Welcome everyone to the Genuine Content Podcast, our very first episode. I am your host, Josh. I'm with my other host, Jay. Jay, it is a Wednesday night. We're here. We're live. Talk to us, man. What's good? What's popping? Wow. February the 8th. Uh, You know, it's a good Wednesday right now. Not too bad. Today wasn't too long. Work wasn't that bad. Honestly, the whole day I've been waiting for this moment. Like, the anxiety's coming in. The butterflies are kicking. Uh, man, we've been practicing for this podcast for about a month, and uh, people really don't know like the difficulty and like trying to be perfect and like trying to get the quality and such. Like we've been trying so hard and practicing, but man, I'm ready. Man, we, we gave ourselves a date to finally release, and ideally, this is gonna be our first episode. So I'm excited. I'm you know I'm excited to talk and talk about our topic to the to everyone. Yeah, the days of perfectionism are over, man. Like, no perfectionist vibes anymore, man. We're just going to run full steam ahead. We've had internet tests, sound tests. There's probably going to be something that's going to slip up at some point. But, you know, we're here for it. We're, we're prepared. We're ready. Uh, so welcome, everyone, to Genuine Content. We're excited to bring this series, this showcase, our, our podcast introductions to you all. Jay, podcasting was was your brainchild, your vision. Uh, you would approach me about doing something like this. So, why don't you give the people an idea of kind of what led you to podcasting? Yeah, so um, I want to say I started listening to podcasts like around 2013. So, I mean, wow, it's been like 10 years. So that's pretty wild when you think about it. Um, I probably didn't start listening to podcasts like after I graduated uh, from undergrad. Um, yeah, and I started with video game podcasts. Um, I I consider myself a gamer, so like I would follow a couple of gaming websites because um, broke college grad, I couldn't just af- afford and buy every game. So like I had to be smart with my money. So I would just listen to different reviews, listen to different people give their critiques about uh, video games that I was interested in. And then, it, you know, it started with just gameplay, you know, give um, videos on the game and how it works. And then I noticed uh, videos on um, a ground how, round table style. And they said that they were, they were doing a podcast and I was like interested, like what's a podcast? And I look and I have a Apple podcast app just automatically installed because all iPhones had that. And that's what I was open to like the vast world of podcasting. Like I was following uh, my favorite video game reviewers. And then I found sport podcasts. I found uh movie podcast, move music, politics, comedy, like ain't, you name it. Like it's so much different um, genres. And I was like overwhelmed and I just been listening to it like ever since. And I listen to it all the time, like especially during my commutes to work there back sometimes at the gym uh sometimes when i'm walking around and yeah it's like a part of my life right now uh i probably listen to podcasts more than i watch tv and um i think what really like set it off for me was in 2020 during the height of the pandemic when um me and my friends were just playing online together and uh we uh made an agreement that you know we can't see each other we're stuck at home uh, let's play like every Tuesday, every Wednesday and we was playing. And then we just started talking stuff. And like, we, we like different things like 
anime movies and such and then for one day we just decided hey we all love star wars we all have disney plus let's let's rewatch all nine movies and review it and go from there and Jeez. sure enough sure enough for nine weeks you know we were i mean we, it, it didn't even matter about the game like we just i think the game was kind of our background noise like we that was just our our reason to kind of link up together but i mean we just talked for hours just by star wars and it made me realize like man like not that podcasting is easy or anything like that but like when you're comfortable and what you're talk what you're talking about and who you're talking with like maybe podcasting isn't that hard because i feel like we gave nine free podcasting episodes that no one would ever hear again there's no recording nothing <laughs> And that's when I realized I need, I probably want to do this one day. And I, and I, I mean, we're doing it now and it's more of a hobby, but I think when you find someone you have like chemistry with, cause that's the key to this, then, uh, I mean, you could, I mean, we could run an episode for hours essentially. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny because, you know, the group chat that we even have, like, us and our friends, we we talk about various things. Some of it, of course, nonsensical, just very funny stuff, right? You know, not not necessarily you know deep or whatever. But there'll be those occasional moments where someone will find an article or someone will find a topic that is so thought provoking, and everybody just kind of flips the script and goes into this uh, this thought process of being like very introspective and stating their opinions and everybody has this debate about what's going on and everyone has this take. Everyone is kind of learning from each other and it almost becomes like a think tank of ideas. Hey, before, before you continue, man, if anyone knows us, I, I think they're gonna be very shocked about what you said. Like, we're just like, I feel like a bunch of just not serious, goofy people. And then we just be no having serious. these serious <laughs> talk and we just have serious discussions like on a weekly basis. People would never think that from us. Yeah, but I, I mean, it's it's been a it's been a wild journey, like learning from everybody just in the group chat, and and that's kind of my introduction to podcasts was just that that opportunity to learn from people who don't always get the notoriety or the recognition, um, because you know a lot of people can start a podcast with limited resources and don't necessarily have to have the backing of mass media behind you in order to get your voice out. And I've learned a lot of things from people who were even special to me, who generated podcasts and, and started developing content just off of their passions. Like I've learned so much from um, philosophical questions to cannabis, to a, a myriad of different things that kind of go under the radar from people who were just living their lives one day at a time. And so I figured I could be a part of that vibe. I can be a part of that energy, spread some positivity to the world. And Jay, I appreciate you kind of bringing me onto this vision, man. I mean, yeah, I mean, like, like I said before, it's all about chemistry. And uh, I mean, we, we, we have like our side discussions. Uh, I feel like no one really likes like, especially like Florida football, like no one likes Florida football like us, especially in the group. Like people are just like very very casual about it but like we we go like knee deep into it like we'll talk about the schedule we'll talk about opponents we'll talk about recruiting like we talk about like the nerdy stuff when it comes to that and then like that's why i noticed like okay well the chemistry is kind of there and then i'll send you an article about something that happened in the world and i just get your perspective on it and we just kind of go back and forth whether we agree 
or disagree, it didn't matter. It was just, it just like, I just want to talk to someone about it. And like, yeah. I felt like so comfortable talking to you about it. Cause like, I feel like you challenged me, like you challenged my way of thinking sometimes. And that's what I want. So that's when I realized, man, like if I'm going to do a podcast with anyone, it's going to be with Josh. Cause the chemistry is already there. And I don't know. It's just, it's just like, I feel like what we're doing now is like, we're just, is what we do on a daily basis. We're just recording each other now. So that's what, um, it just feel comfortable that way. And I, I think that's a good thing about podcasting. If you listen to any good podcasts, like they're not that they're unscripted, but they're, they're like uncut or the best ones are uncut. There's like really no editing or anything like that. Like, I think one of the best podcasts is like Dream Champs, right? Like, like, like Nori yeah. does, he does not like edit anything and that's what he's known for. So like what you get is like raw stuff. And I, I feel like that's what we want to do. Like, this is all one take. So it's like from the beginning or from our recording to the end is what you're going to get. Cause uh, this is like a genuine side of us where we're not trying to be like politically, politically correct. Or we're not trying to like put a facade or anything like this is just us genuinely just talking about what we want to talk about. Yeah. And I think in the grand scheme of things, we really want to learn. And so for individuals in our audience or individuals who listen to what we what we say, what we think, you know, by all means, you know, we welcome all opinions. We welcome all perspectives. We plan to not just have just the two of us on every episode. You know, we plan to bring people in from many different walks of life to share kind of what they think on certain things, depending on the topic. And so we really want this to be like a mutual beneficial learning experience for everybody. Some fun stuff. We'll have some, you know, some humor with it. We'll have some good times, good vibes. But at the center core, we just want to have open, earnest conversations so that people can kind of, you know, learn what we're about and vice versa. We learn what our audience is about. We learn what the people around us are doing and we grow together. Oh, yeah, definitely. And I think one thing that we want to focus, especially in this podcast, is like the culture. And like there's so many different things going on in the world that you don't really know until like maybe something that you like is affected by it. And that's when you want to talk about it. So I know for us, we want to talk about the the issues, but with those, those different type of, um, those examples, we're going to use examples to bring people in. So like, that's your way to kind of listen. And then you realize how, I, how you can expand that topic. Just like, I mean, the topic we're going to talk about today, like we're going to expand it. Um, another topic, like, um when, whenever we release our practice uh podcast like we did multiple <laughs> episodes on like Deion sanders and of course like a lot of football was spoken in that podcast because we know a lot of football it was more being about like sellout and like hbcus and like um so like supporting so like that's a, that's probably a discussion we have a lot and it was really having Dion as the main focus really bringing on that topic and then like we discussed him yeah but we i mean we went real deep into it like what what is a sellout like it am i a sellout for doing this and that or are you a sellout for doing this and that so like we're gonna always find a way to expand on like little things like that or like i mean and like we don't know if we're gonna do an episode like this but um if there's a lot of if there's any harry potter fans like i like harry potter i really love harry potter um, there's a lot of backlash with the whole J.K. Rowling thing and her comments, and um, we won't get into it in this episode. We'll save it for a different one. But like, what she says has a 
a big uh, there's a big outlash in regards to what she said and what people are uh, feel about her. What do you, whether you support Harry Potter or not? Uh, a new Harry Potter video game came out, so you're not supposed to support that anymore. Vote with your wallet. So it's just so much stuff. But like it's 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 simple. Like a simple thing is just like oh she said something that people know Harry Potter, and we're just gonna bring different topics into it. So, I mean, that's the point of the podcast. Like, that's what we want to do, right? Just expand the culture and what we know and then, like, educate us. Because, like, we might be wrong in so many things, but that's okay. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. It's, it's growth is what we want in this podcast. Most definitely. If, if, we're, if we're wrong, we're wrong. I mean, if, if, if I think you're wrong or something, I'm going to call you out. If you think I'm wrong, you're going to call me out. And then whenever we have special guests, call me out. Because, I mean, I don't know everything. Like, so... I mean, maybe I don't agree with you. Maybe I do, but who knows? We'll see. Yeah, I think it's about sharing the other perspective, right? As long as there's mutual understanding of where somebody else comes from, you don't necessarily have to agree. Yes. But if you can understand that walk of life or that perspective, well, then maybe there's there's something else that's gained besides persuasion, right? Um, but let's not bury the lead because, you know, we have a full-blown episode here for you all today. We're going to talk about Wakanda Forever, the new movie from Marvel, uh, the sequel to the a relatively new movie. True, it's been a while at this point, but, you know, we, uh, the sequel to Black Panther uh, recently came out towards the winter of uh, 2022. So, um, you know, we're going to dive into that a little bit. But first, you know, whatever streaming uh, platforms we're on whether it's apple whether it's spotify whether it's youtube whether it's google play you name it find us follow us we're going to be genuine content content is with a k that has nothing to do with our background and you'll get to know us a little bit on that but uh man if you know you know <laughs> if you know you know there you go i like it uh but yeah follow us subscribe like interact with us you know, we love comments. We love feedback. Please share what your thoughts are and what we're doing, how we're doing it. And we want to improve day in and day out for you all. So definitely. And as we grow, we'll, we'll definitely drop uh, more links, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Discord, whatever, man. We, we, we want to be inclusive to all. So absolutely. You know it. So, Jay. You know, you're the movie buff here, but um, uh, it's funny because every time a new movie comes out, you're the first person, whether it's a trailer, like you knew it like two hours in advance before the whole thing is released or something. Oh, yeah. That's it's like, me. oh, no, it's coming out like next year. Like, y'all ready for it? And we're like, bro, it's next year. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> but now this one's coming out and you always have like a review special for every movie that comes out that you're interested in. So give the people your reaction to Wakanda Forever, the sequel to Black Panther. Okay, I'll, I'll give a little brief history and then my, uh, my thoughts on it. So uh, it's no uh, coincidence uh, that we chose uh, Black Panther for our first episode of Black, Black Panther Wakanda Forever. It being February 8th, it is Black History Month, so I just feel, you know... You know what it is. Disney Plus released it on February 1st and it's like okay if you didn't catch it in November well you can catch it now now's the time to catch it and it's like you know what um let's capitalize on this moment uh I feel like m maybe more people just saw it now uh you know we don't know anyone's financial reasons or people don't like going to the movies anymore of course that's like almost a dead art or going to be a dead art 
So I feel like more people are seeing it. So like the discussion is back about Wakanda Forever. Like there was an initial discussion back in November. Kind of died out. Kind of died out during the holidays, of course. Um, but now we're back, especially with Black History Month and like Black Panther being like such an icon right now. So um, yeah. So like, like what everyone's gonna find out about me is I'm a huge like movie person, comic book nerd, like. I'm all about Marvel. Been about that for years. Um, so with a uh, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, like I was, I was excited for this movie um, for the simple. There's multiple reasons. One, uh, the first one was really good. Like there's no denying, like the first Black Panther is really good. It's an iconic movie at this point. Like it's like it, it got to go into history books. Like I feel like once, like as a kid, once you're in school and you're talking about Black History Month, like you have to talk about Black Panther. You have to show it to the kids. Like, it's, it's like, it's historical. Like, you have to, it's part of it. Like, we watch all these others, like, civil rights movies or Black History Month movies, but this has to be in the conversation now because of, when you think about it, like, um, I mean, I mean, use me, for example, I'm Hispanic. Growing up, how many Hispanic heroes have I seen? So, like, so, like, representation matters. Absolutely. So, so if you're seeing like African American boys are seeing like oh wow like Black Panther like T'Challa he like I can be him and such like that's like why can't I be him like or he's my idol and I mean that just that light that 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 light in that kid's face it's just like priceless because you don't like people don't really understand that and a lot of people really don't because like the majority of people are white so when you see a lot of like white heroes and such, you don't understand because like you're just it's like you're almost like numb to it because it's normal. Yeah, it's but, a dime dozen type of thing right now. It's like how many like how many like how many superheroes are just white? Like it's rarely like diverse at this point. It's of course it, it makes sense when you think about the history and such, but when, when once you get the diversity in there, you you want to just really hold on to it. So um, this movie comes out like it was coming out, so I'm like so I'm excited for that point. To um, this is like the first movie without Chadwick Boseman, so of course this is like a somber moment. Um, everyone know, everyone wants to know if this is if the movie doesn't justice. Um, how can we move on from him? Is Black Panther is he Black Panther? Is Black Panther an icon like can live forever? Which we all hope. Uh, which spoiler alert? It yeah, it does. He's he's an icon. Like he it it's not one person. Um, which is what the message is sent, and then um, also like again, I'm Hispanic, and like we we get our first um, he's labeled as the first mutant, so I might not get too nerdy on it, but he's gonna introduce the X Men and such. So, but he's gonna he's our I wouldn't even say villain, he's our antihero, Namor. Interesting. He's the antihero. I don't. I I I, I will I would debate that with anyone. He's not the villain of the movie. But he's the, if you want to say he's the antagonist, he's, okay. you know, we'll go with that. We'll go with that. And which I can agree with because if you get, not to get too nerdy, but if you think of like the Civil War movie, right? Captain America Civil War, you have Captain America, but then his antagonist is Iron Man, but he's obviously not a villain, but they, right. have, but, but they have opposing ideologies. Exactly. So, so with that, I'm excited. This is like our first Hispanic anything right like he's mexican he's a mexican um in the comics he's a superhero or he's a hero slash anti-hero slash whatever you want to call him not a villain 
So I'm excited because like he's getting his shot and then with the director Ryan Coogler doing it, you know, he did such a, a phenomenal job with Black Panther showing the representation of Wakanda. I thought, you know, perfect, perfect actor, perfect director to showcase Namor. And then um, I keep forgetting the the underwater city in the comics. Comics, it's technically Atlantis, but for legal reasons, because of DC doing an Aquaman movie and they did Atlantis, you're not, you can't do it. It's really stupid. I'm not going to get into it, but they, they rename Atlantis for, I forgot what the name is, but, um, Super excited on it, so it's all about representation. And I just um, after uh, Avengers Endgame, we we've gotten lukewarm movies and TV shows. So I feel like if anything, like Black Panther's a known quantity, I'm ready to like I'm ready for something. I'm ready for this, and uh, it did not disappoint. There you go. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to keep light spoilers in case anyone didn't see it, but. Um, it did not disappoint. I think uh, in certain aspects, it's better than Black Panther. Uh, I remember when we first did, had the discussion on this topic, uh, I couldn't give an answer. Time has passed. Um, I won't say definitively, but probably the first one is better. But I just think it, it just weighs. It just weighs so much. Like, there's so much weight on it. It's the first. Yeah. And with Chadwick on it, like he's in it, so... Even though I don't think he's the best character in his own movie. But that's a debate for another day. Uh, people with a little cliffhanger on that. All right. So we can always come back to that. Yeah, absolutely. But overall, okay. I think I think but I think Wakanda Forever is a, a really good movie. Um, um, I mean, what's your reaction to it? I'll, I'll, I'll definitely go more in depth in, re, in regards to it and such. So I will, I will definitively say that Black Panther 1 was the better of the two movies. But aside from that, and that's probably a personal preference thing, I think in a lot of ways it's kind of an apples and oranges comparison if you want to you know, look at them side by side. Because to your point earlier, you know, Wakanda Forever was much more solemn, much more uh, themes of grief, of, of overcoming internal struggles right and and i feel like black panther the first one was more like external struggles where Mm -hmm. you're talking from you know not necessarily nation to nation but the antagonist in wakanda forever was more like the main character's internal struggles to find themselves find a new identity which i think was much better actually than the first one Mm -hmm. but when it comes to the action, the charisma, the charm of the movie itself, I think the first one just kind of blew it out of the water when it came to like the action-packed elements. Really, Oof. a hard disagree. Hard really, disagree. Really, all right, talk to me. I think. Uh, I, mean, I really <laughs> think that from. I really think that sh- like the initial show of Black Panther, like. That ooh, you know that like I don't know that um uh, what what you call it like his first showcase of greatness like his initial clash with Mbaku then oh, yeah. hunger like the sequence of him like rising to the challenge time and time again and the way he did it I think was better than from an action standpoint the second. I mean, 
I mean, you know, it's, it's time to just uh, rip the bandage off. Like, we're going to go spoilers on this. Um, <laughs> no, man, action-wise, like, just Namor just destroying Wakanda, like, putting it underwater. That's nothing the first Black Panther does that comes remotely close to that. And that's not even the best action scene in the movie. <laughs> the fact that, uh, I mean, of course, there's some build-up to it. Where Wakanda is... A, you know, techn- technologically advanced cities, the most powerful city in the world, essentially, you know, full of vibranium, which is the the strongest material. Uh, and Namor just came and wrecked shop. Um, he used his advantage. He's, he's an underwater mutant, essentially. I'm just going to uh, kind of not dumb it down, but like in layman's terms, um, I mean, what do you say? Like he's like a mermaid or something. Like he, like he just he 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 can manipulate water. Mm-hmm. He man, and he he just made put Wakanda underwater and just something a, a place that we spent like two and a half hours in the first movie that was so powerful and so ahead of his time was just destroyed by almost primitive primitive means. Like you know, you're just underwater and we just beat you down. Right, but they also had vibranium and in massive, of course, to later quantity, right? So, find out later, yeah, yeah. I I guess really the initial clash started was because the Wakandans, in some ways, kind of unintentionally brought more notoriety, well, brought more, I guess, eyes on their communities. Because they found, or somebody was able to find vibranium underwater, which was theirs, which yeah. has been like hidden for all of these years, and now all of a sudden, now they have to protect themselves and kind of, you know, let's just just nip this whole thing in the bud. Let's just cancel everything. Yeah. Right? So, but Josh, how do you feel? But how do you feel about this? Since we're talking about the movie, um, I mean, how do you feel that Shuri just kind of, or like Shuri and her mother? the queen kind of turned their back against Namor when he was, uh, he was asking for a hand, you know, we, you know, together we're powerful. We can, you know, we can take down the colonizers, you know, they're, they're trying to take something away from us and we can't allow that. So that's, that's essentially what the conflict, the movie is Uh, together. We're powerful, but you see, you separate us, and we're vulnerable. And we saw some vulnerability in the movie between both parties. We're not yeah. even talking about the other side of the party. That's whatever. We're just talking about the Wakandians and Namor and his people. I mean, how do you feel about that? Because I, because because I, I feel like that's a lot of that goes on in today's world. I think the demands were too great for Wakanda to take on, right? Because essentially it would have been sacrificing the life of a black child. And once they found that that's who was really the one who cracked the code and finding vibranium, they just weren't going to do that. And I think that is one of the more respectful aspects of Wakanda that I found even in the first movie, right? That even though they didn't necessarily share their resources for legitimate reasons, the fear of it getting into the wrong hands and things of that nature, they still have a very empathetic eye to the plight of the world. 
And from a social standpoint, I think they made the right decision. Now, I do agree with Neymar's side that they were definitely better off. Like, they could have absolutely wrecked the entire NATO, UN, any other, like, coalition of nations in one fell swoop. But it's not worth it at the end of the day either, right? They have the power, but that doesn't necessarily mean you have to use it. I, I hear you. I mean, I don't know what I would do because I hear, I see both sides. Um, and I think they also wanted to take the battle to them first, right? Almost like a preemptive strike. Like mm-hmm. the iron's hot. Let's yeah. just knock everybody out and we just kind of run our own show, which you have your minor clashes and everything. But at the end of the day, like you don't just wipe off the face of the earth. Yeah. That's kind of my take. I know what the problem is for me is we have Namor who's, hey, man, I'm just minding my own business. You are minding your own business, right? Mm-hmm. Like, hey, hey, Wakanda, y'all was, minding, y'all was minding your business for years. And it, it wasn't until a colonizer come in and um, he came in, found some vibranium, worked with, you know, one of your own and essentially took y'all down. So it's like, well, how can we prevent that? She is... Again, I get, I get what you're saying, but like, it's like, man, like she could easily be, she could have been Killmonger. It's the same, similar situation. She kind of takes them down because she finds the, or she creates the machine that finds vibranium, and yep. that, and of course, without her knowing, that is detrimental to them. So he's like, hey, I, we've been minding our business for years, and they come in our turf, and we're not bothering you. But you want to bother us, so I guess it's time for us to handle our business. History has shown that both parties, both Africans and Hispanics, regardless of what country, Hispanic, you know, Spanish country you're from, slavery has happened somewhere or another, right? right? And, and I think the really powerful scene in Wakanda Forever is that scene of okay. Namor, right? Yeah. Because, because that shows you the similarities between two cultures. Because you don't think that between Hispanics. Like, come on, growing up in school, how many times have you, talked to, have you learned about Hispanic slavery or anything like that? You don't. Mm-hmm. Okay, I mean, of course, Black History Month comes, and, we, and, we, and of course, history, like, slavery is such a huge part of American dark history. So, of course, we're going to learn about it. And African Americans have shaped this country. But Hispanics, you, I feel like it, you, you don't, read it we don't you know learn too much about it and that was such a powerful scene because that was the first time i saw that i knew about it and i read about it because like at least in a, at one point in school we had to learn stuff for hispanic heritage month and i learned stuff like about the slavery aspect but you never see that so i thought that was such a powerful scene so he's like look we both went through this why will we continuously let this happen? Because they're going to do it again. They're mm-hmm. trying to find vibranium. And what's going to happen? They're going to overtake us. As you saw in the beginning of the movie, and what's, and what's a powerful scene by the queen, is they were trying to steal it from them. And what, and what happened when they get all the vibranium? They're going to overthrow Wakanda. And she said, not on my watch. She said, do yeah. it again. Do it again. I'm letting them live. And you should be happy on that. Like, that was a... That was a a boss move like oh yeah that was definitely (laughs) that was elegant beauty and all its finest right there 
no thirst. <laughs> so, so it's like, so it's like, yeah, the Neymar was like, too extreme to an extent, but man, like I do not fault him. And it's like, and it sucks because would you like, you're asking me, will I sacrifice her? <sighs> I don't know. Cause there's always that message. Do, do, do you sacrifice one for the greater good? And you know, that's that ethical question. And, you know, you never know it's worth it until the aftermath. That's when you know if it's worth it or not. And True. so I guess at the end of the day, like, what does what does killing her actually accomplish? Right. Like, you don't really silence it because to your point, they're just going to do it right again. Right. You're just going to find the next prodigy and then you're going to have yeah. to do it again and again and again. And so I mean, I mean, but I mean, I, I, kind of, you actually have an opportunity to bring that person into your tutelage and mentorship. And you can elevate Wakanda even more mm-hmm. because if you think about it, she basically created that machine with nothing when it comes to yeah. relative resources, right? She, she's totally on her own. Absolutely. She's, and fun fact, since again, I'm the nerdy guy here. Hey. She she becomes Ironheart. Obviously, you see the heart in her suit. Yep. In the comics, that is Tony Stark's prodigy. So it's no coincidence that she has her own Iron Man suit that she quote unquote created. Like, that's not Iron Man suit, but she created her own machine. Exactly. So obviously, we'll get her her Disney Plus TV show to introduce her into the whole world of Marvel, and we'll learn more about her. I mean, but it is cool, like to see like this genius, like she's a MIT genius, and but it's just it's tough because like I think like the whole thing with the movie trying to show us is like even in, even now. And what I guess we're gonna get political and such because that's how I feel. But like, what 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 did we say about like the election? Like during like the Trump election, where man, if like black people, Hispanic people just work together, maybe Trump doesn't win the election. And of course, there was some sacred like there was some split sides on that. We didn't work together. We worked together on this. And I, and I feel like there's a lot of things that divide us or try to divide us. And it's, um, this world is becoming more divisive than I remember it being like even 10 years ago. Or maybe I was just sheltered and naive. Yeah, I think there's just a lot of information out there, right? Like you have a new age where... YouTube reigns supreme, Google reigns supreme, and you can get information, you can get social media content, videos of positive or negative publicity at the touch of a button, right? Just right on your hand. Like, I'm podcasting right now on my phone. <laughs> like, it's just no, so geez. easy to put stuff right? Yeah, like Facebook Live. <laughs> like, any live streaming thing you can make happen, you can see things in real time. And People's perspectives have been compromised in a lot of different ways because you can't just hide behind your own bubble of or, or your ecosystem of, of where you've nurtured these things because there's just so much out there that you're almost forced to expand your horizons or at least see other sides of the spectrum. And it's scary to a lot of people. Yeah. I think it brings fear and fear brings in a lot of ways violence and other negative <laughs> energies out there and it's it's mm-hmm. tough because nobody wants to be in a society like that but there has to be a method of coming together at some point in time i agree um, whoever figured that out probably should be the president of the united states or, or other countries if you will that's probably true leadership but 
um, it's going to be tough before it gets better, I, I think. Yeah, I mean, God bless the person who who is that person because I think too, a lot of people are Protect- just stuck it. They're stuck in their ways, man. So it's like, <laughs> yeah. like, like whatever, whatever their ideology, way of thinking, whatever you want to call it, like whatever it is, they're kind of stuck with it. Like they don't want to deviate or, or admit they were wrong or, or anything like that. Well, why would you, right? Like it's a lot of times the thoughts and opinions that you have are generations deep, right? Sometimes, most people don't form their own ideologies on their own. They were taught it. Um, they were almost indoctrinated in it. And I, I don't mean in think- a way, but like your parents taught it to you. Their parents yeah. taught it to them. Their parents taught it to them. So, I mean, I mean at the I- end of the day, it's that strong. I mean, th- they think about it like th- at this point. Like, how many videos have you seen of like two babies, like two, one, two, and your two, like children, like four or five years old, right? One black, one white. And they don't know what racism is, but they're just kids and they just play with each other. And it's not till later that that is instilled in you whether you embrace all or you don't. And then that's what creates the racist behavior. Mm hmm. Because I mean, kids don't know that. It's behavior, right? Like, it's modeling. So, yeah. It, it's a household level thing. You monitor, you model what you see. And until you have the cognitive development to deviate from your own indoctrination, if you will, if that's what you want to call it, I'll keep it on brand. Mm-hmm. Then you're, you're going to, you're going to act out what you were told. You're going yeah. to think what you were told. And it might be blind as hell too, which is the scariest part, right? It's rooted in something that you don't even understand half the time. Young and impressionable. That's why it's key. It's so important to like, like raising your children and like raising like it takes a village, right? And you got to do it together. And mm-hmm. again, that's a topic for another day. But um, let's go on into like the main thing I want to talk about, and it's uh, what did you think of Namor? Like, just overall, like as like his position, his villain anti-hero whatever you want to call him and uh is he an icon or not like whatever you want to talk about in regards to him or significance of me more as a, i think that's a better so, way of saying it a true leader is kind of what i think of when i think of namor because he is willing to make the tough decisions to save his people or to preserve the individualism of their community, right? He's willing to do whatever it takes to preserve it. He's willing to wipe out anything and everything that 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 comes in his path. And there's there's a certain level of respect that you can have for that. Um also think he's just badass as a character, like just straight up. Like just mm-hmm. just taking everything like, you know, away from it. It just simply he's like ballsy. his Yeah, He'll risk the biscuit, man. <laughs> like it doesn't matter, bro. Like he's he's so in tune with his like with his powers and his abilities that he makes mountains move, man. Like he the way he manipulates water, the way he has control of uh you know, his own abilities, his own power, like you can tell he's he's self-mastered. You know? And it's 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 clear as day why people follow him. Yeah, and while people would go through the bat and sacrifice themselves for him and the cause and the community, and everyone seems so close knit, like they have a culture 
that is based on success, that is rooted around each other. That's, I mean, that's what true leaders, that's what CEOs dream about. That's what coaches dream about. Like, that's what anyone who's operating like a big organization dreams to have people who are aligned in their vision. And that, that's exactly what he has. And he's had it for what, hundreds of years because that's how long he's lived. Uh, yeah. He only grows wiser, right? Um, I do think that there's a lot that Wakanda could have learned from Neymar if they were actually able to have a genuine com- conversation longer than what she was was there before, for, right? Before you continue, wasn't that what Ch- uh, T'Challa said in the end of Black Panther? Like, everyone was saying how you should work with each other, and it's like, man, you, you, did you not learn five years later? Like, that, this is what, what, what you're talking about. We'll keep yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, but yeah, just to wrap it up, I mean, the, the quintessential leader the quintessential one that you want to have running an organization, right? Running the show. If you have something to protect for sure, um, he will do it. He seems like if, if you are a part of the culture, if you are a part of the community, he's got your back. He's thinking of your best interest. Now it may be once again, to your point, you sacrifice the one for the good of the few, Right but you know that your legacy will thrive on. Like there's nothing going to happen to, to that community ever. And, and before I go, and before I go, like to piggyback on what you said, like he's willing to make the sacrifice. He's willing to take that guilt. To play the long game, right? Yes. He's willing to be, he's willing to be the bad guy temporarily mm-hmm. to save his people. It was admirable. Yeah. And I think I think I, I want to say he said that in the movie too. Like I ha- like I'm okay being this. I'm okay making the the bad choices to save my family. Yeah, and I'm even thinking like at the very end when he when he actually lost and he was saying, "Look, they're gonna need us eventually." And in so, the long game. Yeah, you you make the long game. You play the long game. Play the long term strategy to where all right, you know what? I just planted the seed on it. Now let's just watch this thing grow. I may not have won. I may not have won the battle, but I'm not losing the war. I, I don't know. He, I don't know. I feel like he won. I mean, not physically. Like you know, he won the physical battle. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like he, he definitely ain't losing the war, right? Like, yeah, it's a, it's the same way I feel about like Killmonger. I think Killmonger won. Yeah, he died, yeah. but he won because at the end of the day, like T'Challa followed. Sources. Yeah, he followed what he said. Yeah, so, so, it, well, how would I think about Namor? Is um, I think he will eventually be at, like the icon. Like he will be similar to what, what we think of Black Panther. Um, and the reason I say this because he's gonna get his own movie. And you, you gotta think, you got you gotta think of it at this point, like what Black Panther means. For like for black people, like the icon, this is your first hero. Well, for me, like I don't think he's a villain. Like I think he's he's like an anti-hero. Like he is what I think a hero not should be, but in in real life is. I don't think heroes are goody two shoes or anything like that. Like I'm not gonna kill you because I'm I'm too good. I'm above. Like I, I don't break the laws. Like no, no. I I, I feel like real heroes, like. Would just do what needs to be done. Yeah, and, like, to go to go along with that, like I think 
I kind of, you know who really pisses me off in Marvel? Like Captain America? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> because it's unrealistic. It, it, it's exactly. Not... It makes no sense. You can't be that morally, uh, like, you can't be that morally linear. Oh, yeah. I'm going to fight you, but I'm going to kill you because, but even though, if you know, you might escape and you might kill hundreds of people. I digress. <laughs> so he, <laughs> um, He's going to eventually become that because now we, I mean, you just said it, like, what he, the, the amount of compassion he shows for his people, and, like, he's, they didn't dive too deep into it, but, like, he's of Mexican descent, um, at least with Hispanics, uh, even, when you talk about, like, one group of Hispanics, it's kind of like you talk about all of us, like, even though I'm not Mexican, but it's like, yo, like, it's, I can still see myself, like, I'm still Hispanic, and I still can relate to what he's saying, and he... What makes him different than Black Panther? Like he's has he he's like so. What 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 makes Black Panther like a superhero and such is that one is his ideology, his leadership, but he also takes a plant that will give him the superpower. Mm-hmm. Now, if you pay the movie, he's been taking that for hundreds of years. That's what mutated him. That's what makes him the first mutant, and. His people have that. That's why they're basically like essentially mermaids. And he's just like such a leader. And like, to, to, people are doing this. People are doing the little Kamehameha, right? Like, it's. Yeah, I love thing, that reference, man. That was a little like, blast from anime vibes. Yeah. Like, like, you can walk around and all you do is this. And people, obviously, we're an audio podcast, but I'm doing the hand sign that he does. And you can do that. And we know what that means. It's the same thing that what this means. Well, kind of forever. And that's, it's like their version of that. Yep. And it's like, it's. With Black Panther, this is, this will be the third time because we saw him in Captain America Civil War and he got his own movie. Now we got the third one. So there's been, and then now that's include the Avengers movie. So that's five times he's been exposed, or Black Panther, the character's been exposed. Namor only has one. So obviously it takes some time. And there's more for the, for the, for the casual fan. They know, they know Black Panther. They don't know Namor, but they will know him. Um, he left a, like he just left his mark on that movie. Like, I think the mark of a good villain is when you're the best character in the movie. You outshine the hero, which he did. Like, I don't think, like, I don't think, no, no offense to Shuri and such, I don't think she was too much of a compelling um, like protagonist. Protect- I don't think so. Um, it's kind of hard shoes to fill with uh, Chadwick, so... You got to remember, or oh, people don't know, this was a movie that was written with him in mind, and then he passed away, unfortunately, and they had to scrap everything. So this is like, not last minute, but they rushed. Like, they really had to change things up to keep their schedule uh, on, on his tasks. Did a, and, um, Did a hell of a job still. Yeah. So with it, it's he... It's just like, so this is the third movie in which... Uh, Marvel has like tried to take a diverse lead. You have one with Black Panther, very successful. You had two with uh, uh, was it uh, why well, I can't even think of the the Asian movie. Um, oh shoot, Shang Chi. Uh, 
Shang-Chi, Shang-Chi and the Ten Rings, Legend of the Ten Rings, Shang-Chi. So I know he got a lot of a lot of flack when people was like, oh, you know, I'm trying to carry the torch that Chadwick made. And people was like, oh, no, you're not nowhere near that. But I get what he's saying. Like, you know, he's for the Asian market. Like, this is their superhero. Yeah. Um, while the movie's good, I don't think culturally that's not not too much of a strong impact. It's just, OK, he, it was a, it was a cool movie. That's what I got from the movie. Mm-hmm. But with with Wakanda Forever, it's like okay, it, it's not a Neymar movie, but he was in the movie at least fifty six percent of the time. It was like it was it was it was his movie without the name, and he, I can agree with that. And he did again, like he's, I think he's he let he left a stamp on, and I, of course now we're teased that he's going to be in future movies. Uh, rumors are he's gonna get his own movie slash TV show, whichever they decide. And um, I just think it's our turn. I'm speaking of our Hispanics. Uh, with the first Black Panther, we, uh, I mean, for me, I'm speaking for me. Like I was excited. I'm gonna support. Um, I'm gonna support this movie. Like I grew up with Black people, um, so. I had no problem, especially because I love the character of Black Panther. But it's like, okay, now I'm Hispanic, and it's like, it's always like, oh my, it's like it's our turn. And uh, with Ryan Coogler, he did such an amazing job in um, showing the characterization of Namor. And it's like, man, like he did his character justice, the right director to do it. And man, it kind of disappoints me the backlash with Namor. And I guess I mean segue time into. Um, what yeah. I feel about like like Dr. Umar Johnson. Um I know a little I know a little bit more about Dr. Umar than you, so I'll I'll give a brief history to people. Um he's a very um passionate individual. Got his uh <laughs> I wasn't he got his PhD in psychology, so he's really into mental health and such. And um I'm not gonna say this it, I'm, this is not gonna come out negative any any way like that, but he's very much pro black. And that's not being that's not being negative anything like that that's just um not a bad thing yeah it's just what it like this it is what it is like he's all about that black power empowering black culture and everything nothing wrong with that at all um but i think he's almost almost an extremist and he will uplift his culture by bringing down someone else it's like it's like it's, 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 it's not like we get a we win together type thing. Um, I'll let you go and then I'll continue on. That's a very interesting point. I mean, when you say extremist, I definitely catch those vibes on a couple of clips that I've seen of him. Now, I, I'm not going to say that I'm well versed in his content and his thoughts and his ideologies. As you mentioned, there's still a lot more that I need to research, but. I just don't think that it's healthy to live in a complete realm of absolutism, right? Like to be black and white with no shades of gray, just that, that doesn't, I just don't think that that's how the world can work. Mm -hmm. So from, I guess from my ideology, ideological standpoint, I just don't think any sort of, black and white type of take can really catch on because as empowering as it can be, it still muddies the water in a lot of ways too, because 
you sacrifice a lot to, to your point. Like you bring other people down to elevate yourself. Well, then what are they going to think? What are they going to do? It's instant conflict theory, right? Where mm-hmm. now people are just going to be defensive and bounce back and come back and come back even stronger and against you. So you, you run this risk of when you, when you almost incite negativity on another community, another point of view of perspective, instead of just uplifting everybody and uplifting. And even in the case of Wakanda forever, the good elements of the movie itself, because Mm -hmm. he not only diminished and put down another community, he put down black people at the same time. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you beat me to it. So um, for our listeners, the reason why I bring it sounds kind of random why I bring up Dr. Umar, but it, the reason is because he had some. Uh, so he's known for his hot takes, is what I, I would I'll say. He's very eccentric, um, and he has a huge platform. Um, I don't know whether he has his own podcast or anything like that, but I know he's very involved in the community, and he joins a he joins a special guest for different podcasts. Um, He's a frequent guest of the Breakfast Club. If anyone listens to the the morning show, that's how I found out about this. Um, with Charlemagne, it, with Charlemagne. Um, so that's how I found out about the whole what he said about Wakanda Forever. Basically, there was a clip saying that um, very much, you know, his quick take on it. He didn't like Wakanda Forever. Um, basically, he um, okay. Basically, what he says, I didn't. I didn't take my two, I think he said two, two black children to see a black movie in which a Mexican beats up on black people. And basically saying, like, kind of downplaying the whole, like, the whole thing, basically, like, no, like, I only came to see black people. Um, why are these Mexicans here? Get your own movie. Like, kind of stuff like that. And it was like, what the hell? Like, <laughs> yeah. And it, was, and it was like, okay, um, this is where his platform becomes a little dangerous because people really think like it, it. I learned this, especially with the Trump administration, where it may not be the popular belief, but when someone that loud says something like that, you believe you gonna, you're going to come out and saying a lot of people kind of agree with what Omar says. And it's like, like excluding him think this way and i'm like hmm like do you not know the significance of namor not gonna i'm not gonna beat to death about the the hispanic significance to this because we already said that he's black panther's arch nemesis that's their thing that's they butt heads like if you when you ever read the black panther comics or anything about if you know anything about black panther like people were excited that namor was going to be the upcoming villain because like oh like that's like they're gonna butt heads because as you see in the movie they're similar but like two powerful leaders can't sit down and talk and uh this is what happens right when you just can't sit down and talk violence happens Uh but they're both but they're both like very strong powerful individuals who care about their people and um you know he's like and he's like oh i didn't you know i didn't you know want them to see them get whipped up you know uh, black people are getting whipped up. How, how, like, how, how is that the case? How are the Mexicans stronger? Well, if you do the research or if you pay attention to the movie, um, they're mutants 
and they're ingesting the same plant that the chala and, and past like panthers take to make them that strong. So there's always there's, there's reasons behind it, not because uh, we're gonna make this racist and we're gonna like black people lose. No, like what kind of movie is it where there is no conflict? Like there yeah. has to be there has to be conflict, of course. Like I, without seeing them, if, if I didn't see that movie. Wakanda was gonna lose one way or another. They lost in the first one. Like it happens. Like it, it's it's like this cliche. Like you're on top, the downfall happens. Whether you come back up from it, that's that depends on the story. But what kind of movie did you expect? Or like like I don't. Someone who didn't know the history of Black Panther and Namor, it showed. And there's nothing wrong with being ignorant, but when you when your ignorance is leading to like negativity and like downplaying people and such, like like you saying that, it's like man, like how do I feel about that? So like if I watch a movie, I'm gonna watch a Hispanic movie, and then they get beat up by a black a black person. I'm a, should I just talk bad about it because like oh I, I didn't watch this to see what my my you know my people get beat up by a black person? Like no, like what? Like that's not what. It, it, it was no race racial context to that, yeah. Uh, especially in the movie. So it's like, like dude, those are just like he he just says like he probably doesn't mean to be intentionally harmful or anything like that. But he's like such a personality, and uh, he can't be wrong because he will try to shut you up, like yeah. like, Charlotte, like Charlemagne has tried to like fight back or like you no know, kind of debate him, and he's like. There's always this, there's always that, that, and it's like, well, we can't have that a genuine conversation. Like what we're trying to do, like right. just talk to each other about. It. Like he won't. Like he has to be right, and he does a lot, for, a lot of good things for the community. But like, I just want to call you. I'm, I'm gonna call him out for like the 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 bad that he does. Like, I feel like hispanic person like, like what are you saying like so so if if i watch the movie and then the wakandas be beat up on the mexicans oh so like man like you're happy that the wakandas are beating up everybody and beating up on the hispanics and beating up on the white people like no like this this there's a story to it and um i think he He's on a slippery slope sometimes, and uh, there's way more to it. You can obviously go on YouTube and listen to it, but like he even trashes the the first Black Panther, talking about it's a uh, conservative blacks versus woke blacks, and uh, he just can't be oh, happy. Like he probably hates the first one. If he didn't like the second he, one, he hates the first one. He didn't like the first. He didn't like both of them, and it's like you know, instead of being like happy about like a movie about representation and like. A movie that is uh, empowering Black people, empowering Hispanic people. We're empowering diversity and such. Um, you're not getting that. You're just like talking, talking junk about it, and it's like it's like, come on, man. Like not everything has to be negative. Like unless 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 there was like legit critiques, like you had legit like critical ideas about it, but he didn't. It was just like he continued his character. As being this person, as being Doctor Umar. Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I don't have much more to add than that because um, it seems like 
in both movies, he would prefer to have something that's almost to the point of like propaganda y, right? Where it's all for the glory of one side and nothing else. And yep. as I said, like that creates very dangerous dynamics in and of itself as well. But I mean, to your point, like authenticity has to, you know, authenticity has to be in there somewhere, right? You can't just spin a story that has been rooted in comics and, and a lot of folklore that people gravitate to, people are fans of. And just because you don't know about it and you want things to be a certain way, well, you're not going to get your way on that, right? <laughs> like, that's, that's just not what this is about. Two things. That's funny. So I thought it was just me on it. Um, I kid you not. Kid you not. Um, I want to say this is one of, after one of our practice podcast runs. I finish. I join my brother and my friend who's playing games. I got in mid conversation and I was like, hey, no telling about like, like we can do this podcast. And I was like, oh, Harry, man, you're really gonna like this episode. Um, uh, I was talking about Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, and um, and he just, and I was like, oh, and then um, I want to talk about the whole Doctor Umar thing, and he was laughing. I was like, what's so funny? He's like, one, I already know what you're gonna say, and I completely agree with you again about the his the outlandish comments that he says. But two, yeah. uh. A minute before I joined that conversation, they were talking about that. <laughs> I was a minute late on it, but it was like, yeah, they heard it. And I was like, what the heck? And then my brother's black, my friend's Hispanic. And it's like, it's funny. And he, I thought it was just me. He's like, no, I completely agree with you. Like, I didn't like that. Like, it's messed up. And then the joke was, because again, again, I told him about the whole Black Panther one. I didn't like it either. And he said... The only way Dr. Umar would like a Black Panther movie is if he directs Black Panther 3. Like, and is the Black Panther. <laughs> That's the only way. It's the only yeah, way. He's like, wait, 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 wait. You got to get my angle right when I punch this yeah. guy. <laughs> he's he's going to. Yeah, so. Um, I mean, for any of our listeners, like, if I'm wrong, if I'm, if I'm sensitive, uh, man, talk to me. Uh, we we want we want some special guests. Uh, we want people to. Uh, he, I mean, I want to hear the different side of it. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I. I don't. Know. Maybe because I I'm I'm really invested in Namor that I shouldn't uh, have this thin skin. But I don't know. Again, I could be right. wrong. I just I I just didn't like those comments. And uh, if I don't like something, I mean, I'm gonna call you out respectfully. I mean, I'm sure there's in his platform and in his belief system, there's some very, very valid points, right, about being pro-black. And and sometimes you have to go the extra mile in order to actually generate change or generate like a difference of thought. Like, you know what? Yeah, you're right. Like, we should think about something like this and it should be cut and dry. But not everything can be. But um. No, I'm definitely interested in even viewing more about you know, this person. And um, if anyone has any contradictions to what we've talked about, by all means, I would love to hear yeah. it. I would love to grow as a yeah. person. And if he has valid points that we should consider, um, videos or, or talk shows or podcasts that he's been a part of that you think you know would point yeah. us in the right direction, by all means. I'd I mean, he, I'd love to learn from He's not a terrible person. Like he's created, I want to say he created or he's creating a school in Philadelphia 
like mostly for like African Americans, and it's, it's, it's I want to say it's like a after school type thing, after school type program, and it's like you're learning about stuff they don't teach you in school, like taxes and like. I don't know, like stuff you need to know, like stuff we need to know, but we had to learn the hard way or credit scores or all that stuff, student loans and like they, stuff they, they, they teach you and that, that's really good. Like that's, again, he's, he does a lot of good things for the community. At least he's trying to, at least. Mm-hmm. But uh, I mean, I'm not going to absolve you for, for spewing hate as well, because like, man, I get too deep into it. But, like he's totally, like totally against like interracial marriage. And, um, you know, he gives like, he gives some reasonings that I, I understand the history and economic point of view that he's coming from. I don't agree with it because I think, uh, I think love is beyond skin color. But that's just me. Think like that. Like at the end of the day, like not everyone is going to think like that. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's, that's just the reality of the situation. So, um, but like, but like, but like, for example, like, especially when it comes to cultural gain and um, things of that nature. But you're just not going to persuade people by talking down on the individuals yeah. that do engage in that. So, uh, anyway, yeah, I start wrapping this up. Um, yeah, man. Like, I think the topic of Neymar and his representation is just the beginning of what we're going to talk about in future episodes because I can easily talk about like an episode I am excited to talk about is like um, the emergence of Miles Morales as um, Spider-Man and as becoming the more prominent Spider-Man as we're kind of slowly moving away from Peter Parker and he is a half black, half Puerto Rican uh, Spider-Man. So it's so cool. He has one movie already out spider-man into the spider-verse and then he has a new one coming out uh i forgot what that one's called um and then he has a video game out so that's already three and then he has a show as well but i feel like the cartoons shows like they don't really get too much notoriety but like three things that are huge like he's already he's already a mainstay in pop culture uh people don't like shoes and all but like he has his own jordan like he wear like very iconic Jordans in the Spider-Man movie and they resold it and called those like the Miles Morales Jordans. Like the, he like it's he's starting. So like I can't wait to talk about topics like that. We have a bunch of topics coming um in regards to like representation. Um I mean any other topics you think that we should give a, a tease for future listeners? I mean, I think you kind of ran the the gambit, right? It's not just about media movies tv but also sports pop culture current events like we've thought a lot about Kyrie irving's career and how things have kind of transpired recently and he's on the news again west <laughs> yeah, and now he's back on the headlines with this new trade to to your team i don't know how you feel about that you uh you, you becoming a Kyrie fan now you can like his game a little bit <laughs> go, Ma- go mavs oh come on <laughs> sell that number one <laughs> I don't I, I like Kyrie the intellectual. I don't uh, agree with everything he says. I think fair, I think fair. I think Kyrie will be a person if I talk to like face to face, I think we can have a real intellectual conversation. I now, think, man, for real for real, man. Like it'd be a nice sit down round table, like think tank for sure. I don't know everything I'll agree. I doubt I'll agree with everything he's saying, but like I oh, think no, he's no. I, I think he's very wise. And um I I mean I would love to just talk to I, him. 
he seems like the type of dude that asks why about everything. Yeah. And you can't knock somebody who's inquisitive and at least critically thinking. Now they may get to the wrong conclusion. Yeah. Those, but at the end of the day, you can't knock somebody who's intellectually curious and seeking out understanding when education is so poor. Yeah. <laughs> that, uh, hey, I mean, at least he's actively, you know, in search of some sort of purpose when it comes to that. Um, but yeah, you know, let's wrap this thing up, Jay. This is our first episode, man. This has been a blast. Looking forward to many more. You know, we're looking at something along the lines of every other week or so, you know, two podcasts in a month. Um, we'll see how the vibes come from there. But we have a lot of great things moving forward. Jay, you want to got some special guests coming in. We got one. We got two, I think, for sure. Special guests, one who um, uh, definitely has a following. Other one is uh, an up and coming person. So we just uh, we're, we're 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 willing to take any any guests that's uh willing to uh have genuine talks and uh willing to grow for the sake of education yeah yeah we're doing a lot of work behind the scenes for y'all and y'all don't even know it yet um but for our first listeners we really appreciate it uh thank you so much um be sure to follow us on all streaming platforms social media platforms you know it you name it we're gonna have it it's going down this is a genuine podcast. This is a genuine content podcast. Let me make sure I, I lock it down entirely with Jay and Josh. Y'all have a good one. Take it easy. Peace out. All right. Take care, everyone. <laughs>